You're never gonna meet anybody in the world that handcuff hope or a dream, no one. It doesn't discriminate. Everybody can have a dream. And Dr. King gave us that desire that if we really believe in what we stand for, the best way is a nonviolent way. And that's what's gonna be reflected, I think, in not just the MLK Park, but the whole, just the whole community. It's giving that hope um, to our society, seeing that this was our past. There is hope for our future. I think we all want to um, believe in our community and support our community. And that vision of a beloved community, I think, is where that really starts and understanding that we have to have equitable access and, and um, opportunities and inclusion across the community for us to really be that sort of shining beacon. When you look further back into history, there were some really important people and businesses here, and this, this process has led to that discovery. These three door panels open up to give this free-flowing access between inside and outside. This real estate had a long history of black history specifically and black-owned businesses along the railroad corridor historically. And uh, when a new development came to build an apartment building in this vicinity, um, it was at that time that uh, kind of a flag was raised that said, hey, you know, while it's not obvious, there's some really important history here. And so all that brainstorming was going on and they landed on that same site being a great site for it. So we had a developer interested in doing a project and we had the friends group interested in doing the, the plaza project. And the, the cool thing was the two groups got together, I think the mayor brought them together and they started talking about what it could be. And that eventually became Friends of MLK and eventually became what is about to be this park. is so much hope when you talk about Dr. King and the MLK Park and the vision and the dream it's gonna to bring to the community. All of our surrounding districts can only benefit from having Dr. King's message and that, that persona and, and all the things that, I mean, we grew up with and my generation grew up with hearing about, learning about. You want to make sure that that next generation you know, continues in that tradition. Dr. King spoke here and, and not very far from this site. He spoke just up the hill at Palmer um, many years ago and St. Ambrose was involved in that and there's a long history of the engagement from, from St. Ambrose during the Civil Rights era too. Uh, but that site is, is right down the street from where it was and so it's the only time Dr. King spoke in this region. Uh, it is uh, obviously carries a lot of weight. Part of our storytelling here at the Putnam has been around um, his visit um, to Davenport to receive the Pachamanteras Award um, from the Davenport Diocese. Um, so he has this local context as well, but I think more broadly, universally, um, the leaders of Friends of Martin Luther King really saw that need that he espoused not only inclusion specific to the African American race, but how that history and those contributions and those struggles have touched all and all races across our community. That spirit of peace, you think about Gandhi and Dr. Dr. King and my belief as a kid, I'm a, I'm a Danport native. I went to Danport schools, born in Danport, raised in the morning, came back for all, basically all my high school, junior high, last year junior high high school experience. And the thing that we come back to, I think over the years, is hope and, and forgiveness and harmony and nonviolence and rallying for the good causes and seeing the best in people. We have stories of people like Lindsey Pitts, who was a former slave, his first business 
um, it's a saloon and he was sold tobacco and had a pool hall, was right here on this property. There was a place called the Bluebird Tavern that was also on this property. It is a great example of, you know, this thriving African-American business community that, you know, beyond all of the struggles and persecution and inequities that they were subjected to is that they found their own and they supported their own and they really thrived um, in, those, in those businesses and found success. The whole goal, particularly when we started, was to capture not just MLK, but the essence of civil rights history. Um, not just African American history, but American history and how it all kind of woves together. But having a place in our community we could all go to, to learn. We'll have our history panels We'll pretty much drape that side, go across the front on uh, either side of the stage, and then there'll be some on this, this side over here as well. It's a great, great setup for just events, period. And so I'm eager to see how that uh, comes to fruition over time. So you can be able to stop at different settings in history and, and see about heroes of, of, of the, you know, the civil rights movement, and then you move on to someone else and find about somebody else that did something you didn't know about. So it's just capturing all those unnamed people and named people in the community that are attributed to civil rights, but it's really giving the community an interactive process, really, for civil rights. With the Campus Village and the student population at St. Ambrose and Palmer, um, proximity to the downtown, there's just a lot of geographic proximity to that space, and then it has such history with it that it's just, it's gonna be exciting. The full length of those stories will be captured here inside in the kiosk, or and or at the Putnam Museum. And so we're working in collaboration with the Putnam um, and in their new exhibit that is going up. So, so many of these stories will be interchanged in, uh, between here and there. So they're working with us on artifacts that might be gathered and how those can be um, preserved for future generations as well. So it's a wonderful collaborative between many partners, Davenport Public Library and others, um, all really making sure that these stories have been collected and preserved for the future. I was able to meet a gentleman by the name of Ernest um, Howe, Ernie Howe. Ernie and his father converted the cabin into a home that, that they then sold that space on 1010 Western. They sold that house to Charles Tony. Charles Tony was iconic, and, and I say our, 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 really he won the first civil rights case on this side of the state in the 40s. He, he was also iconic because he built a swimming pool in his, in his backyard there. He went to Harvard, came back one summer in 40, 1948 is when um, the integration of, of blacks being able to swim became a reality. Some years later, Charles built the pool, um, but it was in that memory of why he built that pool, um, and, and, and which allowed a lot of black kids from around the community just an opportunity to get in the water and swim. The park will consist of, obviously, Martin King is our headliner, but all sorts of people, black, white, different backgrounds, and it's going to capture like a moment in time where people are going to have a, to see a vision in the community that brings us back to hope and belief and, and faith and, and making a difference and, and being the best we can be instead of the worst we can be. It's important to tell these stories uh, because it's our history. Um, it's our collective history um, of how Davenport came to be what Davenport is now. I think if we, if we refrain from telling our collective history, I think we leave, there's a piece of us that is missing. And, and so it's, it's, you know, people talk about Black History, Black History Month. The beauty of, of Martin Luther King Park that we'll have here in Davenport is we'll have Black History on display year round. Mm -hmm.